Hi, Ross. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm I'm great. How are you? I've got a little cold. Yeah. But other than that, glad we're finally recording. It's been two weeks, right? It's totally been two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Two exactly. Weeks. To the day. To the fortnight. To the fortnight. No, um, we've been both busy. Busy, man. And there's not been a whole lot to like. Maybe. There are. There's, there's al- always. always there's stuff always to stuff like. to like, Sam. Always I understand. I also think that if we if we admitted, and and we admitted this was a monthly show and not a fortnightly show, it would quickly become a every other month show. A fort monthly. Yeah, a fort monthly show. So I'm saying I'm glad yeah. it's only been two weeks since Louis last spoke. Yep. Uh, so it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah. This is episode uh, three one er thirty one thirty one of your Sam and Ross like things. Yep. Uh, the show where Ross. And Sam, who is me, we That's pick you. a thing that we like. I'm Ross. And, and we talk about it. We do. Welcome, first-time listeners. Yeah, uh, no hedging. No hedging. Just straight, pure, unadulterated liking. Unadulterated liking. Yeah. Um, I have some follow-up from... Two weeks ago? It's actually real old follow-up. Okay. Um, this sounds dumb, but my son <laughs> takes a class at UVA. Uh-huh. But it makes it sound like he's an eight-year-old at a college class, but he's not. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's not. That was some good Doogie Howser, right? We're Doogie Housering. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Anyway, um, on the drive to Charlottesville from Richmond, it's like an hour, and so my son requested to listen to Sam and Ross like things. So we're just listening to back catalog, and I have two follow-ups from old episodes. Yeah. One is that. Around the beginning of December, mm-hmm. I said that I was going to put together sponsor information. I had it was on our OmniFocus, I <laughs> yeah. think, episode maybe. Yeah. At yeah. some point, I said I had an OmniFocus to do it by Wednesday. I've never done this. No. And Valerie said, Valerie, who's my wife, she was like, "You should put that in follow up that you just never did it." Yeah. So, I think it, in the OmniFocus episode, which was last episode two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, you felt so much joy taking it off your list because you were never going to do it. Oh, okay. And I had forgotten that. Okay, good. Good, good, good. And then the second piece of follow-up from old shows is, remember when we talked about Bamboo, the Bamboo Cafe? Yes. As one of my favorite bars, or my favorite bar? Yes, your favorite bar. And I had said that I was too old for my previous favorite bar, Ipanema. Yes. And I thought I had aged out. Well, after a basketball game the other day, I went to Ipanema, and I was maybe the youngest person there. Whoa. So I think I posit that perhaps I am not too old for Ipanema. And I think I should need to go reinvestigate. Maybe it's like uh, the old Nick at Night, where after a certain hour it switches to old people shows. You would think it would it would switch to young people, right? Like because young people are out late and stuff. Yeah, you're right. And so this was, I mean, I was there like eleven thirty. Is that maybe that's not late enough? I don't know. Yeah. But it was so follow up. Maybe I need to go back to Ipanema. Yeah, it sounds like rough follow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rough homework. Real tough. <laughs> All right. Do you have any follow-up, Sam? What? Are, well, no. It can be no. That's that's no, a fine. No, I don't answer. have any follow-up. Okay. I never have any follow-up, do I? I don't know. Follow-up. Yeah, sometimes you sing a song. Yeah, I just did. All but right. It's time for stuff other people like. I think we should ask Matt Fisher to give us the stuff other people like. We can't ask Diddy. him. I'm not. Well, okay. I'm not going to ask him. But if he were to hear, if he were to hear this and make us one, we would be stoked. I would be stoked. Yes. All right. This is a long list of stuff other people like, and which it's, is, it's great. Which is great. It brings us joy. 
So John Becker likes at Trump Draws, which is a, a Twitter account. Yeah, is that where they take his uh, executive orders and people just write things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he always... Is this... Do presidents normally do this? They sign the piece of paper, which is like a binder with two white sheets on either side of the binder. And, they, and he, he signs it and picks it up and shows it to the audience. I believe it is tradition that they sign documents. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it's the good job showing. Yeah, so yeah. people have have blanked out whatever is on there and just put new funny stuff <laughs> right. on there. And it is a wonderful Twitter follow account. So uh, pa- Past Tense uh, likes Fire Emblem Heroes on iOS, which is a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Have you played any of the Fire Emblem series? No, I only know them through Super Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, they're fun games. They're like turn-based strategy games where you move mm. these little creatures, these little uh, avatars around, and they either have swords or bows and stuff, and you have to like solve the puzzle of each strategic level. It's a fun game. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I tried Fire Emblem Heroes the other day. There's a lot of downloading, but the times when I actually got to play the game were fun. Oh, well, maybe I'll check it out. Julie Ardent? How would I say that? I've met her in real life. I don't know how to say her last name. This is the, this is a continuing mm-hmm. problem I have with speaking out loud sure. into the microphone. Um, like imagining Sam and Ross headbanging to Quick Hits. Quick Hits! Which is a real thing that happens. Um, even though I, she, she, she continues, even though I'm pretty sure Sam adds the music later. But tradition, uh, just a little behind the scenes info, uh, we, I do add the music later from friend of the show, Matt Fisher, who's awesome. But uh, I do uh, play it for both of us because it's awesome and it gets us in the mood yes. for quick hits. Tracy says, deep tissue massage it. Mas- deep tissue massage it. I can't say that word. Would Massages. You- thank you. Thank you. That's my dog. If you can hear my dog arfing, that's not a thing I like, but that might just be a thing. Um, Tracy likes deep tissue massages. Massage. Salt and pepper tofu. My MVP wall of postcards from internet friends. Ooh. That sounds cool. Yeah. I would enjoy a picture of this, perhaps. Um, John K. Sampson's newish solo album, Winter Wheat. Okay. Tony likes poached eggs and also listening to his kids sing and play guitar. Cool. That does sound cool. Um, Lisa Sims likes frittatas, Amazon Fire Stick, and planning a trip to Africa. Which sounds intimidating. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I go on a trip to Africa every time I play Toto <laughs> 4. Andy, who's my cousin, likes Netflix's new Voltron. CBS Sunday Morning. I don't know. What, is that a news program? Sunday Morning? I just assumed he meant the entire block of whatever programming is on on Sunday morning. What is it? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, and My Smiling Daughter. That's adorable. Yes. Matt Fisher, who we've mentioned twice already, mm-hmm. likes having conversations with my kids about protest. Oh, those are fun. I've done some of those. Have you had some recently? Mm-hmm. To to uh, to my daughters. To to, to, <laughs> to much success. Well, I mean, how much success? You just you talk about hey, the people are protesting. This is what they're they want to, to be heard, and they're out doing this together. You know, and they they feel they, pretty good about it. They feel good about the protests we show them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Valerie Catro, who I'm married to, likes Peter, the the Apostle Peter, um, Susie Austin, who's a person, Yellow Gatorade, when babies are in the move like Frankenstein phase of learning to walk. I assume she means Frankenstein's monster. I don't know. You'd have to ask Valerie. 
I'm just being pedantic. Well, you, I will hope that you ask, and maybe that can be follow-up. Uh, Stephanie Snyder likes all things chocolate, also bourbon, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Heather Chrislip likes my backyard chicken. Oh, no, this is just like a statement of, of likeageness. Mm-hmm. Um, my backyard chickens make me laugh every day. And from her 11-year-old, she says uh, that and the 11-year-old is a fan of, a fan of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the 11-year-old likes Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, I don't know that. what that is. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an animated, a Japanese animated movie. Oh, cool. It's wonderful. So we got 11-year-olds who listen to this. Yeah. Curse word. <laughs> Value, wait, you, wait, wait, I want to back, just want to back up. You Are you watch, cussing me? I'm Are not, you cussing me, you cusser? I am not doing any, any of those things. I'm just encouraging you to watch that movie with your family. Okay. You would enjoy it, and they would too. Valerie Warshaw likes baby snuggles. Mm. My new dustbuster with lithium-ion battery. Yeah, because the batteries, the old batteries on those just die, and then they suck. Or they don't suck. They don't suck. That's good. Uh, the soundtrack <laughs> that was not on purpose. The soundtrack to Moana. Is that how you say that? Moana. 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 Make way, make way. <laughs> we, we, Lin- what do we even need Matt Fisher for to make us a song? We've got Lin- you. Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. And decorative bins. 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 Maggie Tinsley likes the 7 Eleven app that gives me a free seventh coffee. W R I R breakfast blend shows and clementines. Well, the, the citrus, I would imagine. Yes. Nick Dawson likes AirPods, the Netflix show The OA. I watched that. I also watched. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And then, oh, he says as as a clarification or as an additional piece of information, haven't been that haunted by something since Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Mm. I still have my, on my to do list to build the OA dungeons in our Minecraft realm. I do every once in a while check where you live in our Minecraft realm to see if you have built a creepy I, OA dungeon. I do live underground. <laughs> William O'Leary. O'Leary likes peace and quiet. Wonderful. Stanley Steele likes my drone. His drone, not my drone. Mm-hmm. Stephen Day says, I'm loving Stoplight Gelato in Jackson Ward. Have you been there? What is that? Oh, it's a wonderful gelato place in Jackson Ward, but it's run by this very, very, very old woman. Okay. And she makes incredible gelato and I, i'm not you know i don't know is wanna... that the place with the awesome espresso machine i do not know oh that's a different place never mind i don't want to be negative on the show about liking things <gasps> but i'm nervous that if you don't go out to stoplight within the next year or so the proprietor may no longer be with us because she's very she's very old and she has an incredible skill of making gelato so you should go partake I will, but now I'm <laughs> gonna feel sad. <laughs> that was weird. All right. Yes, it was. Um, Jeb Hogue likes beer at Steam Bell with Karen Jonas providing the tunes. That sounds great. Kevin Clay likes Nutella. Molly likes matcha green tea, and everything. Wait, matcha green tea, everything. Oh yes, I Ma- think we're missing a comma. I think we are too. Matcha green tea, and everything, and the writer Roxanne Gay. Nate Matthews likes Lauren's sourdough starter, uh, a newfound love for stoner, stoner metal, which is a thing I like, and learning to wake up early. Johnny Hugel likes Now That We Can Watch It, the young pope. We, I hear he's pretty young. We, we wa- uh, uh, well, funny you should say, because he's not that young. He's Jude Law, right? Oh, I mean, I guess compared to... I guess compared to popes. Yeah, right? uh, it's not like a baby pope. It, they call it the baby pope. <laughs> we watched the first episode last night, and it was weird. Suzanne Hall likes Sub Rosa Bread, Dinamo, Fifth Wall Theater, and the Teapot Bridge, Capitol Trail, and Coffee. Mm-hmm. 
Giles Harnsberger likes the Amtrak Cafe car. I was just on Amtrak, and I do also love the cafe car. Did you partake in a in a cafeteria item? No, not this trip. But, but you you hung out in the cafe car. Is that a thing? I don't know how it works. No, it's just like uh, on the shorter trains, like the Northeast Regional. It's just a place where you can buy like soda or coffee or like a hamburger in a plastic bag. Hmm, that sounds charming. Yeah. Tyler King likes the Moleskin Calendar app, which I've heard good things about as well. Uh, Matthew Freeman likes The Dollop, which is a podcast, right? Mm. I think it's a podcast. And The Women's March, duh. Duh. Ashley Ray likes Peppa Doos from The Caboose and Good Girls Revolt on Amazon Prime. I haven't heard about that. I don't know what Peppa Doos are. I don't know what either of those things are. Man, we got a lot to like. Mm-hmm. Kelly Libby likes Zadie Smith guacamole. Organ music at the Bird Theater. Recycling Claus and dill pickle juice by putting cucumber slices in it. What? what? <laughs> That's a great idea. Huh. <laughs> All this time, I've been paying for more pickles. <laughs> I wonder how many cycles you get. They're just giving it away. I know. All right. Experimentation All right. time for sure. Uh, she continues Discover Weekly on Spotify. Rocket 5 monitors. I don't know what that last one is. I don't know either. Chris LaCroix, LaCroix likes not living in a hotel. I assume he probably has been living in a hotel, a hotel, a hotel somewhat <laughs> I, recently. I think so. Yeah, I think they they had some home renovations or moving to a new because, house or something. Because I do think like when you're like old man in pajamas all day and like you rent out the top floor of the hotel, that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think if you rent out the top floor of the hotel, you're using different rooms for different things? Like this room is my reading room. This, this is, is the room I poop in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just like rotate down the hallway pooping, I think, or that's just that it's one big room. Oh. I need to get into this hotel business. No, that's not true. I don't need to do that at all. Jenny Fisher likes Kankin backpacks. Don't know what that is. Fresh... It almost looked like Kraken. It did. That's what I thought it said. Fresh squeezed OJ and the moon. The moon. Robert Sterling says, I've been moving my parents to Chromebooks. They're as close to malware proof as anything. So great for older people. Hmm. That's good advice. Uh, Kristen Weber likes women. Me too. Yeah. Jamie and Mark. Well, most of them. In, you know, in general. Yeah, in general. Like. Jamie and Mark like $1 pineapples at Aldi and this great pineapple slicer that actually works. And they had a link, and it seemed like a magical device. What? It takes the pineapple, removes the core, and slices it all. What is this magic? Because it's always better. It's so much more expensive to buy the already sliced up pineapple, but who wants to cut up a pineapple? No one. J- oh, okay. Wait. One. Okay. Here. Blaine Lay likes... This is you. Aww. Blaine Lay likes Sam Davies advocating for redistricting reform at the General Assembly with his mom. I did that. I went to the One Virginia 2021 lobby day and I gave, I guess you'd call it testimony. They asked for public comment before the subcommittee and I gave a, gave a little speech. You can read it on my web zone. That's SamDavies.me. Awesome. And your, mom, your mom's from not, not Richmond, Northern right? Virginia. So she came down and, and stayed with us the night before and then we went to the General Assembly together and... That's awesome. Did some lobbying. All right. And here are some close to us likes. Uh, my son, JR, likes Taco Tuesday, new episodes of Voltron, which my cousin also likes, and the Nintendo Switch keynote. I saw that Nintendo Switch keynote. I've got a you need a budget item me for too. Nintendo Switch. Yeah, me too. Cat. <sighs> Who I'm married to. Likes the bakers at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And you'll see why in a minute. Okay. Sam's youngest daughter likes tacos. She does. JR likes tacos. <laughs> we should have taco night. We should. That'd be fun. Sam's oldest daughter likes 
Whole Foods chocolate cake with vanilla icing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So guess uh, who just had a birthday party, and mm. we've got this gigantic cake from Whole Foods, and they will decorate it however you describe. That's not a copyrighted image. So it's like, I want a forest with a sunset with snowflakes, and they did it. Boom. You just say the words to them, and uh-huh. they create it. Yes. Whoa, neat. Yeah, and it t- the cake tasted real good too. Is that what you what you describe? Forest with sunset. That's what she described. That is awesome. So it's one time for one of our likes. Who goes first? It's been exactly two weeks, so I can't really remember. Yeah, and last time was a shared episode. Oh. So that's confusing. Why don't I go first? Okay, sounds great. <laughs> Samuel. Yes? This week. Yes. You like a thing that is wonderful, much acclaimed, and brings me much joy. They Might Be Giants, brand new album. Flood. I love, uh, I love Flood. It's in my top five albums. Um, I love every song on it. It is nostalgic in all the right ways. It is still fun to listen to in not a nostalgic way. Uh, It's got all, it's got my favorite TMBG songs on it. The whole order of the album is great. Listen to beginning to end. Uh, Pretty much you go to anyone of a certain age and you say, why is the world in love again? (laughs) And they will immediately ask you why are they marching hand in hand yeah it is incredibly packed with one like it's really dense and good songs yes so just let, track list yeah do it starts out with the theme from flood birdhouse in your soul <sighs> birdhouse in your soul ah oh, so good lucky ball and chain istanbul not mm-hmm. constantinople classic for the animaniac mm-hmm. fans mm-hmm a dead your racist friend particle man twisting we want to rock Someone keeps moving my chair, hearing aid, minimum wage. Yeah. Letterbox, whistling in the dark thud. Hot job, women and men, sapphire bullets of pure love, the eponymous, they might be giants, ending with road movie to Berlin. All good. All good. So this, I was exposed to Flood for the first time, and I didn't realize it in the uh, Macintosh's car. They were family friends, and when we were younger, we would drive around like while our moms did Meals on Wheels. Whoa, cool. And they had a giant Suburban, so the kids would just be in the back while they delivered stinky food. Why was it stinky? Stinky as in odorous. Oh. I did not care for the odor. It had a smell. That was the first time I heard Queen, though I didn't know it was Queen at the time. Mm. Uh, and first place I heard, heard Flood. Uh, was this... This was probably cassette era? This was cassette era. And the cassette... Where I really got... Into Flood was I, uh, one of my best friends in high school, was Mike Levy, friend of the show, and he had the cassette of Flood, and we would listen to it uh, driving around in his mom's car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had cassette. It was probably one of, you know, just the ones, the ones that stayed in the car. Oh, yeah. Because you had to listen to it while you're driving around mm-hmm. in your mom's car. And so we had uh, very clear roles, because there's a part where there's a counterpoint, mm-hmm. like who does which part in Birdhouse in Your Soul, and then... Um, whistling in the dark thud. Yeah. You have to say thud. All sorts of good things. How, so this was, they were just cool and had it? Like, how did it end up in the in Mike Levy front of the show's car? Oh, how did that, that happen? Uh, I assume that he bought it with his money. So he just knew. Yeah. Mm. He had older brothers. Older brothers, yeah. man. Older brothers are always... I also like, have an older brother. What, what was he? Where was he in all this? He was not a TMBG guy, though we did... Buy the same Soundgarden album. <laughs> cool. Right. Cool. <laughs> well, Sam, favorite song? 
a birdhouse in your soul. Yeah, it's so good, right? I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend. And there's this video on the internet of several thousand uh, children with an accent that's not American singing birdhouse in your soul in unison. And it brings me joy. Yeah, I saw that video and thought the same thing. Like, this is great that... And it's new-ish, right? That video wasn't I think it's, from the 90s. It was, yeah, it's new-ish. So it brought me joy that it still is a is a joyful song for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then, what else? Uh, Istanbul. Is Everyone knows that song, Istanbul, not yeah. Constantinople. There's a great video from Amy Sherman Palladino's show Bunheads, which was the show Ooh. she did, a show she did after Gilmore Girls but where this woman is running a ballet studio. And there's one episode where they just run out. They didn't have enough time, so there's just this three minutes ballet dance to Istanbul at the end. Uh-huh. It's amazing. We'll put that in the show notes. Where can you find the show notes, Ross? Uh, you can find the show notes at salmonrosslikethings.com at the very top. At the top. And what else is in here? Uh, Dead I love because what if I, I, I came back as a bag of groceries? That song is a close second for yeah. me, I think. Uh, your racist friend, um, relevant today as it was in 1990. Yeah, that kind of, I actually was listening to that the other day, too, and thought, oh, man, we could have done better. Yeah, we could have. Uh, we want to rock. We want prosthetic foreheads for our real heads. Oh, a particle man. So I, I was at this aforementioned kid's birthday party for my daughter, and we were doing, it was crafts, so we were at this place where you paint little pottery things Mm -hmm. and the boys there were a little rambunctious and so i sat down at their end and i was running out of things to do so i just noticed there was a triangle on the table i said oh it looks like triangle man like who's triangle man i go well he got into a fight with uh (laughs) with particle man it's like who's particle man so particle man (laughs) particle man i just basically recited the song lyrics and they're like well what what more about him i got well um when He's in water. Does he get wet or does the water get him instead? And I would just give them the lyrics and they were fascinated. They wanted to know more about this universe, specifically universe man. Right. Uh, why does Triangle Man hate everybody? Why does Triangle Man always win? Nobody knows. Triangle, Triangle Man. man. <sighs> Have you introduced this to your family, Shirley? Yes, of course. Do you have other TMG, TMBG that... I mean, Lincoln, do you like Lincoln? I like uh, all the TMBG I've listened to. I don't know any of it nearly as well as I know right. Flood. Uh, we do we do get into fingertips quite frequently mm-hmm. at family dinner. Or please pass the milk, please. Yeah. Right. Uh, aren't you the guy who poked me in the eye? So we do get into fingertips. Uh, but mostly Flood is uh what i listen to when i get a choice uh, the daughter my daughters will know the kids albums the most oh yeah i had forgot about the kids albums mm-hmm. um we have one of those what's the name of the one here comes science here yeah. comes the abc's here comes the, here ABCs comes the one two threes yeah those are good mm-hmm. i enjoy kids music that is real music yes and they do a great job at that. Not just kids singing pop songs with the swears taken out. Why does that even exist? This is a show about liking things. <laughs> so let's we don't have to talk about that. But I do. Do you th- remember Saturday mornings Kids Incorporated? Kids Incorporated K. No. I is that an electric D- company S. thing? No. Kids Incorporated was it was just kid music videos of songs sung by kids. 
in the genre that we were just mentioning that you don't like. What a bizarre thing. Uh-huh. The world is bizarre. I, that's the thing I like. <laughs> so I love this album. If you haven't listened to it, you can find it on all the music services. You can probably buy it at a used CD store for $5. Probably. Yeah. So, Ross, yes, it's your turn. It is my turn. And I'm excited to hear you talk about this. Ross, you like local politics. I do like local politics a lot, and mm-hmm. more so recently than before. Um, in the before time, in the long, long ago. In the long, long ago, and I think like my current day job forces me into, or puts me, doesn't force me, puts me into local politics stuff a lot. But I think specifically, it seems like with all the like crazy national politics stuff going on Mm -hmm. in the end of the world as we know it, um, that's an REM joke, right? It is. Yes. Um, Yeah, with stuff changing so much at the national level and then a little bit, it feels like, especially in Virginia, it feels like some of the state level stuff is starting to mimic the crazy national level stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I often feel uh, like like windswept and storm tossed uh, and like unable to impact life around like total lack of control. Right. right. And the cool the thing I really enjoy about local politics is it's especially in Richmond. Like if you lived in New York City, local politics is, is like a big giant thing that you. Is, well, is you would have machine, your right? local politics would be would be still like local, your borough it, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so but Richmond is small enough where like Richmond city politics is small enough where you can know everyone involved you can follow it you can hold it in your mind almost all at once not Mm -hmm. entirely but it's small enough where you can kind of contain everything that's going on in your mind Mm -hmm. um and it makes me feel a lot more in control even though i don't really have any control over what's going on at least they at least i understand what's happening right and the like forces at work of why it's happening right where at the national level like i just feel like it's a just a chaotic mess Right. That it, that you can't apply a lever to chaos, you know? Like, what your tiny little lever to a giant chaotic miasma is nothingness. Right. Um, so, local politics gives me, like, a lot of a lot of hope feelings. Yeah. And it, it, craziness does trickle down, but hopefulness can also trickle up. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I hope. Yeah, you hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. How did you get... Have you... I know uh, you've been in liking local politics for a long time richmond is not your birth city so i don't think that matters that much but when did you find yourself like noticing that you liked following local politics um probably as i became an adult like 25 Mm -hmm. you know um when i'm trying to think of what like there was probably Mayoral elections is, but yeah, 2004 is probably like the year because Richmond switched from their, um, their mayoral system. You elected city council folks and then those folks would appoint a mayor and we switched to a popularly elected a mayor in 2004. Is that right? 2004? Yeah. And I think that kind of triggered, like it was cool to vote for president before, you know, it's like cool Mm -hmm. to vote, but like now we had like our own mini president that we could vote for and he would come the candidates would just like come to the local school. You know, you could like go to a meeting and see the guy that would be mayor. They were all guys, no women ran. So they mm-hmm. were all guys. This is not as the truth. I'm not just being gendered here. But like you could go to the local school and they would all be there. And there'd be 25 right. people in the room 
and you could just hang out with the mayors if you wanted to. So I think that was probably the, the, the formative moment when it was like, oh, these are dudes that you see at the grocery store and the only they see and interact with like 10 people all day. And if you, right. you, if you just insert yourself into that group of 10, like <laughs> suddenly like you're a tenth of who the mayor talked to today, you know? Right. Um, so it was probably around then. And then like that kind of leads to, well, I don't know, like the mayor exists. Well, what, what is city council? So our city is mm-hmm. divided into nine districts. Each district has an elected city council person. And it's like, oh, well, they're even like more normal or dudes and dudettes. Like right. you really literally do see them at the grocery store because they have regular jobs, you know? Right. Um, and then it trickles down to like, okay, well, what is the legislation that they're working on? And again, like city council in Richmond is so small that the entire agenda for Richmond, for a city council meeting in Richmond, the entire agenda will be less than 40, 30 items for, and then they have, they meet twice a month or once a month. And like compare that to the state level where a subcommittee might handle 40 agenda items on a day. Right. And like the city council, the entire city is talking about 30 things and they'll continue most of them and decide not to talk about them. Right. Um, and so you can know about 30 things, you know, like 30 things is knowable. It is. And Richmond's probably small enough where like you can ride your bike to where the 30 things happen. Like if it's about this building on this block, you can just ride your bike there and look at it. Mm -hmm. Or if it's affecting this organization, you probably know a person that works there. (laughs) Probably. And so it just makes it for, makes it feel like you can have an impact, which I like. Uh, When did you start? I know you enjoy watching city council meetings. Yeah. Everybody does, right? (laughs) (laughs) When did that become a thing? Um, probably just a couple of years ago. I, it's, I think that's like, you, you fall down this path, right? It's like a slippery slope into being a huge nerd mm-hmm. where first you're just voting and then you're like voting in primaries. And then you're like looking up legislation on the internet. And then you want to see like, well, wait a second, they passed this thing. Why did they pass it? What did they talk about? How do they decide? And so then you're watching city council meetings on the TV. And now in the place that I am, I want to know, what they because they don't they do a lot of talking at the informal meeting which mm-hmm. isn't on TV and then they'll come to the formal meeting and be like okay here's how we're voting and so to really know what they're chatting about you got to go to city council and sit at the informal meeting and listen and like that's the like nerd spot I'm in at the moment awesome and you also listen to the like committees and subcommittees don't you yeah that's where it, that's where <laughs> that's where it all happens and it every time man every time I listen to a subcommittee meeting I think that it's going to be really boring and it's always fascinating. Every single time, it's always fascinating. It doesn't matter. Like, they have the most interesting conversations about, like, do we want to increase the speed limit on this road from this block to two blocks away? And they'll have a 30-minute conversation about that, and it's fascinating. (laughs) That's awesome. (sighs) So talk to me about a time when you felt like you, your voice was heard. Mm. I mean, recently we had a a developer wanted to buy a very central piece of land in downtown Richmond. Mm -hmm. City was going to sell it to them for four million bucks, and like the plans that they released, they were just like fake drawings, you know, like the concepts or whatever. Included a jillion parking spaces, and the city was actually requiring them to build a jillion parking spaces. And this doesn't seem great. Like I don't, I you know, I hate cars. I'm if I had a podcast about things I hate, cars would be on it. Sure. And it just seemed like 
a bad use of all of our city space to build a jillion parking spaces. Right. This isn't like private land. This is the city owns this and we should oh, yes, to decide how it's used. Yeah. That's a critical point where if they bought the land, they it, from a, it's their own, like whatever, they do whatever they want. But like city owned land, we should be able to, it's our land, you know, we should be able right. to say what we want to do. And I don't think a jillion parking spaces is the right use for it. So I said a thing out loud through my internet newsletter and I said a thing out loud to folks I knew and, and then I think I think a lot of people emailed their city council people and called their city council people, um, and that decision was delayed. So they still haven't just, they haven't made that sale. Sure. And that was in December, and here we are in February. You know, they might make that sale. They might make the same pass the same paper with the parking and all that stuff. Um, but it was cool to feel like I had a small part in. I mean, $4 million land sale is like a lot of money, you know? And like, I'm sure the developer who probably doesn't listen to this podcast was not super happy that the decision to sell that land to them was delayed. But like, that's what I always talk about. It really, what you get 25 people to get involved in whatever decision the city's making. That's a lot of people. Right. So talk to me about, uh, you you always tell a story about um, how many people it takes to be like, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's like a dozen. If you can get a dozen people to say similar things to an elected official in town, it's a lot. It's a ton. I know 11 people. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, the, the, I mean, the story is that when we had a, th- a thing about schools, the schools people got 70 people to show up at city council and speak at city council. And this was more people than had ever been to speak at a thing at city council ever in the history of time. And it was 70 people. And it was 70 people. Like, what? If it was a big, important thing, surely we know more than 70 people, you know? Right. Um, so, and, I, and I'm sure all those people that showed up that night felt super empowered and were like, yeah, we did this thing. You know, we did it. And that's the cool part. That's like the hopeful, cool part about local politics is you feel a lot of, yeah, we did it. And like, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, like the Virginia 2121, one Virginia 2021, right? Yes. Um, like that's a state level thing. And there was just a state level thing where it felt maybe less hopeful. Speak, tell me about that just real quick. Oh, sure. So we are in the middle of a general assembly session and there we have a house and a Senate and the Senate is all for redistricting reform or how we draw the lines, uh, where everybody's district is and the house less so. And so there was a subcommittee voting on like the weakest of redistricting bills. And it was written the a bill written by a Republican and they did this general assembly BS thing where they don't actually vote uh, and record their votes on things. They just say uh, this, this block of 30, 30 bills, we're going to take a voice voice vote and table them. Yeah. And so they did that. And then so no one had to vote. No, no one had to vote. No. And then they, the subcommittee took it to the committee and the committee was normally they just vote no in block. But if anybody basically raises their hand and says, Hey, I want to vote on this anyway, even though the subcommittee said to not vote on it, uh, then they vote on it. And so what happened was they did their business. And before the person could raise their hand and say it, the person was hitting the button, like the raise their hand button uh, they did a voice vote to adjourn the committee before that person could say, hey, I want to vote on this thing. Yeah, so like a sweet sports move, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and like... And people were mad. People were mad. And not to say that that can't happen at the local level, but like that story, I think, typifies for me how I feel about 
state level and especially national level stuff where it seems too big, too fast, too like whatever for me to like get a hold of. And I'm sure like Brian who works at one Virginia 2021 is, has, is like in, dialed into state level stuff. Right. Right. Um, I'm just not there yet. No. And, and you can focus on uh, if you're using up your energy on local stuff, it's not like you're sitting on your, on your bum right. playing Minecraft, even though you might be doing that for well, fun. I was totally doing that too. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I, I'm with you. Um, so do you, you don't like those type of political games. Do you like the political game of local politics? I do. I, I didn't think I would. I enjoy being on this side. So my day job is advocacy and I like mm-hmm. being on that side. I don't think I would like being a politician. Um, I like being able to have opinions about stuff and just say them <laughs> without. You, yeah. you think that would maybe make a good politician? I don't know, but I would be a bad politician because I would be saying opinions all the time. I'll put this out there that I would wish there were more politicians who firmly believed in good things. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's a challenging position to hold these Isn't days. It? Um, but yeah, I enjoy... There are people who firmly believe in bad things. There are. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy the... I enjoy the... Ch- it's not chess, you, but it's like... Like I, the model UN-ness? Yes, yes, exactly. Like, like Point I, of order. I enjoy like knowing like we got to get nine votes or five votes on this thing, and like here are the, the like, levers of power on this council person and this council person and that council person and like where the alliance is and like that stuff... But they're also, you know, humans. So by, when you say levers of power, you really mean this is what this person cares about. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, that's another cool thing about local stuff is, like, dude, all, probably, like, most of them are good people. And, like, they, they care about the, the people they represent. Right. And so that's, it's easier to, it's, like, not like Monsanto or whatever gave our councilman a jillion bucks and, like, you have no idea how he's going to vote because he's like beholden to corporate interests or whatever. They're just like regular dudes with regular jobs, chilling, trying to do the best they can, mm-hmm. which is neat. So it's nice. It's yeah, it is fun to like try to influence that with the game. <laughs> like, like you're on the wire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't get to win. What's that? Which part of that? Hamsterdam. I that, forget which one. That's all I got. Hamsterdam and boats. Season two boats. So yeah, I like I like it. Um, How would you recommend people who aren't into local politics but hear you and say, "Huh, that sounds like a thing." Where do they start? Gosh, it's so hard, right? Because I'm in so deep. Right. <laughs> I'm in so deep. Uh, I think watching the the TV show is a good idea. You can get to know the the people. The TV show of City Council. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is on WT. Uh, I don't know, channel 57 over the air. Like literally you have to, I have an antenna and like the antenna craps out and I have to move the bunny things. Yeah. Um, but that's a good way to like see their faces and like see what they say about stuff. Um, and kind of, and you can just listen to them, the bills that are being talked about. And so you kind of get a feel for what's the city's dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good entry point. And it's like every other Monday and it's only about two hours. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll say, uh, they don't get that many emails. So, like, if you email your council person, they'll, they'll probably write back. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. you can, like, they're there to answer your questions. I email them all the time and say, I don't understand this thing. Can you explain it to me? And they'll be like, yeah, here, blah, blah, blah. Here's a big bunch of facts. 
Neat. It is. It's awesome. <sighs> Gives me hope. Yeah, it does. Ross? Yeah. Do you want to hit some quicks? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Quick hits! <laughs> quick hits! Sam, I have a I have a quick hit. Tell me your quick hit. This is a podcast that I so discovered awesome. through my friend Phil. And it is called Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's? Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's? A podcast where they ask the question, question. Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's? An investigative journalism podcast. This podcast is so good. It's so amazing. And it is a guy who <laughs> is, it's a joke podcast. But it's not, but it is. And he it's wants... It's a slow burn. It's a very slow burn joke. And he basically wants to figure out whatever happened to pizza and McDonald's. And Sam, do you remember what ha- pizza and McDonald's? I don't. So I remember pizza and McDonald's because I, we were living in Illinois, like where McDonald's is from, yeah. during this time. And I totally remember pizza and what McDonald's. What did it taste like? <laughs> I can't remember what it tastes like. <laughs> These are a lot of pizza in, um, inside jokes here. So you really got to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But... Every episode, he furthers... And these episodes are like five to ten minutes long. Yes, and it's very like straight-laced and dry, and he calls McDonald's and asks them, like, whatever happened to Pizza McDonald's? He calls up McDonald's and says, do you serve pizza? And some people are real rude to him, and some people are like, what? No. (laughs) Um, He calls McDonald's corporate. It it goes all over the place. It goes all over the place, and they're jokes that are such slow burns (laughs) that, oh, it just... You told me about this, and I was like, what? What is this? And then I listened to all of it in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So and remember what I was saying? We listened to Sam and Ross on the way up to Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Well, we listened to like 10 episodes <laughs> of Whatever Happened to Pizza McDonald's on the way back. And even JR was like pretty into it by the end. <laughs> uh, so there are running jokes. And the thing about it is I'm not really into shows where it's like somebody taking the piss out of somebody. Yeah. Prank calls are hard for me. Right. Like, I'm not a big fan. And he... he he pulls it off because whenever he talks to people, he doesn't break character, but he's always super polite and yeah. he always tells them exactly what he's doing. Yes. It's like, I am an investigative journalist <laughs> researching whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's. Yeah. And the, the joke is never on the people he's calling. No, never. Like they're never the butt of the joke. Well, maybe the, 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 <laughs> the Ritz crackers. <laughs> yeah you have to listen to find out so so that's my quick so listen to yeah. that listen to that you will yeah. stick with stick with it uh, if you just listen like the first one you're like what is this you got to get through episode six i think okay please and, at least and that'll take you what 20 minutes yeah. something like that yeah great quick hit thank you for exposing me to that yeah no problem and my quick hit uh, i do have a little cold uh i have with me a little handmade handkerchief yes which my wife, Kat, who's awesome, like if there's an old pair of pajamas or sheets or something, she'll just cut it up into squares and sew up the edges. And those are our new handkerchiefs. And we don't have like, we typically don't have boxes of tissues around the house. We just have like handkerchiefs. That's a bandana. Banana. You missed it, but I just pulled a bandana out of my back pocket because I always have a bandana in my back pocket for this exact nose wiping reason. Because I'm not mm-hmm. trying to like throw away a million trees because I got a running nose. Mm-hmm. And so this is super nice, and I'm glad my wife did this. And I don't think I could ever go back. The only problem is the children don't understand that this is like a 
one or two a day mm. type of endeavor as opposed to use it once and then throw it in the hamper and then mm. they run out. I like this too because that the one you have in your hand right now looks to be um, a pair of children's pajamas. It was once children's pajamas. Right. And I think so, it was a onesie. A onesie? See, so yeah. that's even better. Like, do you does this evoke warm feelings? No. Oh. I mean, yes. <laughs> I think of my children. I, that's what I would like, you know, yeah. just like a... And I like to blow my nose into <laughs> my memories. <laughs> me too, me too. All right, Sam, this was a good episode. This, was, this a good was long. Episode. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> hey, hey, yes. How Hello. do we end the show? <laughs> um, well, it's been two weeks since we had a show, so it's a little hard to remember yes. how we end the show. But, Sam, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at my web zone, which is samdavies.me. Dot me. Dot me. Is that a new TLD they've got? That's been around for a while. Mm. And I'm also at Mr. Beefy on the Twitters. How okay. about you, Ross? Uh, you can find me at Ross Catro, R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W, on all of the things. I'm trying to think if I got any new. Like, uh, is there something new? What was the new? Peach. Peach. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, just on all the things. I'm out there. I'm out there. The truth. I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to put it together, and I couldn't get there quite fast enough. But Ross Cater yeah. was out there. All right, um, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for great. listening. We'll see you. In, see you in two. See weeks. you in a fortnight. Bye. Bye.